I'm Melissa Beckett, and this is Servant Spouse University, the podcast to help you bulletproof your marriage, where we will empower you to choose faith over fear, courage over convenience, truth over tact, and God over the world. Hi, and welcome back to Servant Spouse University. Um, We're really excited to have you um, back with us today, and my husband Jim is joining us again. We have a few more questions that um, we're going to talk about that hopefully you can get some tidbits from that will help improve your marriage. And so we're going to go get started with the first question. My wife believes that 100% of her time needs to be spent caring for our kids, that it's her job to do that. If she spends less time doing her job, then our kids will be affected. As a result, we have no time for us. Do you have any suggestions? So this is a husband asking this question. So I'll let you answer, but from a wife's perspective, I might also have some thoughts too. Yeah, so again, you know, um, I think when we had our first son, Noah, um, I think we got a babysitter like eight weeks after he was born. And just said again that we were going to make our marriage a priority and so you know our kids have turned out fairly well even though they've had babysitters take care of them and um and they've seen us make our marriage a priority and so they see how much we love each other and how much we care for each other and the fact that we make time for each other they realize that's important and they appreciate that now um and so you know as the husband if you need to schedule the babysitter if you need to you know make time for um your wife and you to spend time together. The other thing, you know, I would suggest is, you know, if she's spending that much time with the kids, she needs a break. So maybe you start by just giving her a break. Maybe she needs to go get a pedicure or get her nails done or something. And so you say, I'm going to take the kids all day Saturday and you go pamper yourself. And maybe that kind of breaks that, you know, kind of that, I don't know, that mommy kid barrier, like she has to be with the kids all the time. And so it starts with you being the first um, to allow her that break. And as she gets more comfortable with that, then you get a babysitter and the two of you spend time together. Um, That would be my suggestion. Yeah. And you know, this is interesting because obviously there are women that work and not all women are stay at home moms, but a lot are, but this is basically the mom being the workaholic, right? Um, it's kind of the opposite of the other question. So you can still be a workaholic in your home because obviously being a mom and a wife is work. Um, so a couple of things I'd add in addition to what Jim said is make sure you're telling your wife how much you love her and what a great mom she is. Because for those of us who work for that affirmation, when we don't get the affirmation, it's like there. It's like we're being told that we're we're not doing a good job. So, if that's not your personality, you might not realize that. And my guess is that somebody who literally spends a hundred percent of her time probably needs to hear that she is a good mom. You know that she does a really good job, and. And then the other thing is if she's not ready to 
you know, decrease that 100%, the next step you could do is join her. Don't make it a competition between, like, pick me, pick the kids. Join her. You know, recognize that this is important to her. And so participate with her. Read books with the kids together. Don't, if you currently split and one of you goes and reads to Bobby and the other one goes and reads to Sue, do it together so that you're not split. Because at a minimum, your kids are seeing you together and you're actually spending time together even though the kids are present. Um, Same thing with baths or, you know, whatever you're doing, ask her if she would be okay with that because you miss her. You want to spend time with her. And then once that goes well, then you go to the next step of, you know, hey, I'd really like to give you a break from the kids. Would you rather me get a babysitter and the two of us could go get something? Or maybe I'll watch the kids and let you go do something you'd like to do. And my husband has a great intent and I would love it if he wanted to take Luke for the whole day. And he does that all the time on Saturday for me. Um, but if you're, if you are a hundred percent workaholic mom, you're probably gonna have to start with like an hour. <laughs> that might be all she's going to be willing to give up. Um, and so recognize that you might have to take baby steps, but again, kind of like the previous question, ask questions, ask her, what do you love about being a mom and let her tell you. And that will, that will share with you a lot of the reasons why she does what she does. And what I found as a married couple, we would ask those questions before we got married. You know, what do you love about your job? What do you love about spending time with your mom or um, whatever the thing was that they were doing all the time? But when we get married, for some reason, we get busy, we have kids, we stop asking those questions. And I think we assume we know the answers, but we're changing over time. And I think that's one of the reasons couples grow apart is we stop asking those questions. We start assuming we know the answer, but the reality reality is we don't know the answer. I hope that helps. Um, the other thing would be if you haven't had a chance to listen to the podcast from November 10th titled, You Are Your Child's Superhero, I would highly recommend it because it does talk about why we prioritize God first, spouse second, and children third. And if a lot of times this type of wife, if she can better understand how focusing on her marriage and making it a priority is going to benefit her children, I believe she would be more apt to carve out that time. So that would be another suggestion I would make. My husband doesn't want to reflect or change what needs changing in himself or our marriage. Really, we both are waiting for each other to change. What can I do? So something that we learned, actually, Melissa learned it before I did, um, because I was a challenge in our marriage when we first got married. Um, I think you can only pray for you to change how you see the other person. And you can pray for, you know, how you love the other person. Um, If we pray for the other person to change, then we aren't taking responsibility for our actions in the marriage. And, And maybe it's us that needs to change to make the difference in our marriage. So we should be, you know... We have this saying at work where look in the mirror, not through the window. Um, and, you know, what is the what is that? Who is that in the mirror and what are you responsible for and what changes can you make to 
make your marriage a success um, and not looking through the window at the other person, assuming that they will change to make the difference. Um, Okay, so I, I definitely agree with everything Jim said. And I remember when things were really bad and they were pretty bad there for a while, for a long while. And I remember thinking, well, Jim's the one that needs to change. Like, it's like 95% his fault. He's got like 95% to change. And I only got like 5% to change. So unless he does part of his work, what's the point? (laughs) And I learned the hard way that that isn't the way marriage is supposed to be. That we need to be giving our 110% and not focus so much on what our spouse is or isn't doing. And I remember one time when I was praying and I was just, you know, talking to God, like, come on, why can't you make Jim change? He's, you know, the biggest problem in this marriage. It's not me. And of course, I had plenty of things I could have been working on. But again, I love what Jim just said. Look in the mirror, not through the window. And what I heard God say was, when you meet me in heaven, let's pretend that's tomorrow. Will you be able to tell me you did absolutely everything you could for your marriage? Or are you going to tell me, well, I hadn't quite gotten started yet because I was waiting for my husband's attitude to change or I was waiting for my husband to catch up. And and that was really profound to me when we are accountable for our actions and we're accountable for how we treat our spouse. We're accountable for whether or not we choose to lay down our life for them, whether they do or not. And it can be lonely at times, but it's not as lonely when we prioritize God first spouse second and children third, because God is at such an important center point in our marriage. And so I could could talk about that for hours. But um, the best advice, as Jim said, is focus on what you can do and not on your spouse changing, but praying to love your spouse, even, even their mess, even the stuff they don't do so great. Anything else you want to say or talk about? I don't think so. Thanks for letting me be a part of your podcast this week. Yeah, so it wasn't so bad, was it? No. Okay, good. You think you'll do it again? Sure. (laughs) It'll be a while.